0: In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What's been on my heart this week is just looking out at our community and seeing the number of tragedies that we're experiencing, that we're seeing within our community. The number of tragic deaths, the number of young deaths that have been happening. And I think it's important for us to pay attention to that. We can't just pass up this opportunity and act like this is normal. My brothers and sisters, this is not normal. These tragedies and these deaths are not normal. And I think in the midst of all of this, the temptation is to easily blame God. When we see these tragedies, when we see bad things happening in our world, the temptation is to blame God. To point our finger at God and to say, what are you doing? Like, God, are you sleeping? Are you awake? What are you doing in the midst of this world? What are you doing for us, for these people? Now, God is the last person to be blamed. The first person that we must blame is ourselves. Myself included. Our sin. Sin has a real consequence Sin has a real effect in the world. Oftentimes, we think that our sin doesn't harm people. And that could be a number of sins. A number of things that we fall into on a daily basis that we think harm nobody. Whether that's smoking weed, getting drunk, watching things we're not supposed to be watching, having relations before marriage. We might think that these things have no consequence or effect on us on other people. But that is literally a lie from the devil. Sin has an effect. Sin has a consequence. And these tragedies that we're seeing, it's a result of sin. Because the more we fall into sin, the more we live a life of sin, the more tragedy we're going to see, the more evil we're going to see, the more sickness, the more death that we're going to see. And it's important for us to recognize that and to see that. And maybe we look at these tragedies, right? And it's not just the lay people that are suffering because of sin, but it's also the priests and the religious that are suffering as well. If you didn't know, there's many organizations in in the U.S. that take in... Taken priests and taken religious who have addictions, who might have mental health struggles, who might be struggling with their vocation. And two of the biggest ones. One is called Guest House. That's a recovery place for priests and religious. And the other one is called the Saint John Vianney Center. I want to give you just quickly what's happening. Guest House is completely full, filled with priests and religious who are struggling with addictions. The St. John Vianney Center, that's for priests and religious, 85% of the priests and religious that are there are under the age of 35. Sin has an effect. The more we sin, the more we fall, the more we go away from God, the more we're going to see these things rising up. And this is why we are called to be holy. We heard that in the first reading. The Lord says, I, the Lord, am your God. I am holy. Be holy. Love the Lord. Serve Him. Rely on Him. You know, when Adam and Eve caused that first fall, that first sin, from that sin came a multitude of sins. And so the reason we cannot blame God is because when God created us, He did not create us to die. God did not create us to suffer. But the minute that sin came into the world, that's when pain, death, and suffering came as well. Even labor pains. Labor pains were not a part of God's plan. But because of sin, even labor pains came into the world. That's how deep this is. We need to learn to live our lives completely for God and not for this world. Not for the sins and not for the evil of this world. There's so much that's happening, and it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to kind of just give up and to despair when we're seeing all of this happening. When we look at this gospel today of the 10 lepers who go to be healed by Jesus, how many of them come back to thank him and to praise him? One. Only one comes back to thank Jesus. In our lives, it's very easy, easy to feel suffocated. It's very easy to feel like we can no longer breathe. Think about that. Maybe we are experiencing that right now. We're filled with anxiety. We're filled with stress. Or there's been moments in our lives where we've been filled with that and we feel like we just can't breathe. Like we're suffocating. In the midst of that suffocation, in the midst of that anxiety and that stress, it is easy to turn away from God. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, Father, every single night, I have to have a drink. Every single, it it calms my nerves, it eases myself. Or to go further, people who say, every single night, Father, I have to smoke weed. I cannot sleep unless I smoke weed. That's garbage. These things that the world is offering us to relieve us, to make us feel better, are actually causing us to be more stressed more depressed, and to fall deeper into sin. Jesus gives us the best remedy. If you are feeling suffocated and like you can't breathe, I want you to remember something that's very important. When Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't the nails that killed him. Crucifixion is very interesting. The reason they would crucify people on the cross is because on the cross they would suffocate to death. They would literally suffocate to the point where they would die because they could no longer breathe. So, when Jesus was hung on the cross, the only way that he was still living was his feet that were nailed to that piece of wood. He would push up on his feet to get breath, to breathe. So, every time he would push up on his feet, he was able to breathe. That's why in the gospel, we see they break the legs of the two thieves. The reason they break the legs of the two thieves is because once their legs were broken, they could no longer push up to breathe and they would instantly die. They didn't break Jesus' legs because they knew that he was dead. And they pierced his heart instead. Jesus suffocated for us. Think about that. Jesus suffocated for us on the cross. So when we're living a life of suffocation, stop turning to things that are gonna suffocate us even more. Start turning to the God who died for us in the way that we are suffering. If you think that no one can understand you, if you think that no one can, can be with you in your pain, in your anxiety, Jesus is the one who understands because he suffocated for us to the point where his very last breath was for us. What I love about living in this community, is we have so much hope. Just as when we bring more sin into the world, more evil is going to happen, the opposite is also true. The more good that I do, the more that I live for Jesus, the more good I'm going to see. The more grace I'm going to see outpoured into the world. And we have that. So many more people today are living for Jesus, are turning towards Jesus, giving their lives to Him, and that makes a difference. That makes a huge difference. That's why today we have numbers of people who are joining the priesthood, who are joining the religious life, because people are changing their lives, and the more good that we do, the more good we're going to see. How many churches are packed like this on a Sunday? Not many, to be honest with you. But something is happening in our community, and I think the reason something is happening here is because the number, the number of places that we have right around us where we can visit Jesus 24-7. I hate traveling for that very reason. I love traveling because I get to get away, right? But I hate traveling for this reason. I've never been to any state, I've never been to any country, any city that has as many adoration chapels that we have right here. But how many of us take advantage of that? How many of us actually visit Jesus, actually sit with him? We have an amazing chapel right here. 2533 pound is the code. I won't even charge you for that code, okay? Go and visit him. Go and sit with him. Jesus is the remedy, the medicine for every single problem, every single issue we have. You know what's interesting is, today, I've seen this rise in people going to therapy, which is beautiful. Mental health is important. But so many people are going to therapy. So many people are calling church offices, and they want to meet with priests, and they want to talk to priests, which is beautiful. But... If you are not going to Jesus, your therapist will take you nowhere. If you are not going to Jesus, the priest that you're meeting with over and over and over again will take you nowhere. We have to go to Jesus. We have to rely on Jesus. That's what this gospel is about. The one leper who comes back to thank Jesus, he falls on his face at the feet of Jesus, he thanks Him, he worships Him, he praises Him. The other nine, the other nine were only physically healed. They weren't spiritually healed. They didn't receive total, full healing because they didn't come back to Jesus. So many of us can just come to church once a week. We come to church once a week. We receive what we need, we come to Mass, we do our worship, we fulfill our obligation, but what happens the rest of the week? If my faith is only in God once a week, then I am the weakest person in the world. The weakest person. I need to learn to have a relationship with God throughout the week. And that's the beauty of having all of these chapels that are open 24-7 that I can visit God whenever I want. You can visit God whenever you want. Visit Him. Sit with Him. Be with Him. Be that one leper who comes back to Him throughout the week and thanks Him over and over and over again. And when you do that, I promise you, you will not need your weed anymore. You will not need your alcohol anymore. You will not need anything but Jesus. That's the truth. And that's what we need to rely on, is Jesus and only Jesus. He is our hope. He's our strength. He's our healing. He's the one that sets us free. And that's the biggest grace that we have as Catholics. That's why we come to this Mass, to be changed, to be transformed, to give our lives completely over and over and over again to Him. So I want to challenge you this week. Take advantage of what we have here in Michigan, in Metro Detroit. Uh, it, It baffles me that when I tell people that we have chapels, they're like, oh, we do? I'm speechless. I'm like, how do you not know that we have these chapels? The best place in the world is to be able to sit with him. So my challenge is for you this week, visit Jesus not once, not twice, multiple times. Visit him. Sit with him. Thank him. Fall at His feet on your face. Tell Him that you're suffocating. Tell Him you can't breathe. Speak to Him from your heart. And then you will see the power of relying on Him. The power of coming back to Him. The power of simply being with His presence. I pray that this week, we're encouraged to be holy. That this week, we're encouraged to do good actions. Holy actions. Because the holier... And the better that we become, the more good we're going to see in our world. Let's pray for all of the tragic things that are happening in our community, all of our priests, our religious, that are struggling in their vocations, so that we can truly be a better people, a holier people, a people that rely completely on Jesus. Amen.